0: once once again announcing the opening of a hot box and in this case maybe the hot box uh, number 43 incidentally would perhaps be better called the cool box since we're going to celebrate the coolest of the cool a recording which changed the rules of jazz back 60 years ago and which sounds as good today as it did then in uh, the intervening years it has sold over 4 million copies It is, of course, A Kind of Blue, laid down by the Miles Davis Quintet in just two afternoons in March and April 1959. Miles on trumpet, of course, John Coltrane on the tenor saxophone, Julian Cannonball Adderley on alto saxophone, Bill Evans at the piano, Paul Chambers on bass, and Jimmy Cobb on the drums, or James Cobb, as I see they called him in the original liner notes. So, let's start at the beginning. A discreet fade there, bringing to an end the sheer delight of nine minutes of so what from the album Kinda Blue. Almost ironic, really, the title, because only two of the five pieces are, in fact, blues-based. The word blue really refers to the definition of an atmosphere that certainly is generated by the recording. So what uh, introduces us to the modal structures on which the entire album is based, immediately, of course, uh, shunning the all-prevalent musical form of chord-based improvisation, which was the bedrock of bebop jazz up to that point. As I said in the earlier link, uh, Davis and his quintet recorded Kinda Blue in just two recording sessions 60 years ago. Uh, The first session was at 2.30pm on March 2nd, 1959, and the second on April 22nd, the same year. Also at the preternaturally early time for jazz musicians of 2.30 in the afternoon. At the first session, they recorded the tune we've just heard, as well as Freddie Freeloader and Blue in Green. At both sessions, uh, Miles arrived with nothing more than the outline sketches of the music and a set of oral instructions as to the approach that he envisaged. So from the outset, we are really listening to music with an unusually high level of improvisation. Each musician um, was asked to work on the modal scales dictated by the leader. Well, for both sessions, Miles had invited the pianist from the previous version of the quintet to replace the current incumbent. So, in four out of the five pieces, Bill Evans is at the keyboard. Only um, the reworked piece, "Freddie Freeloader," in fact, does um, does though it's a reworked blues. Does uh, Winton Kelly make an appearance? In subsequent interviews with the uh, band's drummer, Jimmy Cobb, indeed, uh, it was suggested by Cobb that the whole session is rather more about Bill Evans than about Miles himself. So, to that end, let's uh, hear the thoughtful and exquisite Blue in Green, where Evans is very much in evidence. And for a bit of fun, I've included the studio chatter that uh, preceded the final take of this piece.
1: Just you four guys in this, right? One else? Five.
0: Blue and green there from the album Kinda Blue, and although the composition of all five pieces on the album was credited to Miles on the original album, subsequent rumbling uh, resulted in that composition being co-credited to Bill Evans, and I must say, it's very obvious that Bill Evans was all over it, wasn't it? Not, I think, uh, that there was any hostility at the legal level between uh, Evans and Davis about the authorship of that tune. It seems to have been quite casual, actually. Well, apart from celebrating 60 years of this extraordinary recording, there's another very important reason for listening to this incredible music, and that's to set the scene for a major presentation of the pieces in an orchestral setting at the National Concert Hall at the end of May. This uh, concert will feature the RTE Concert Orchestra, which many of you will know has a big band kind of buried inside it, plus featured soloists, plus the overall musical direction of Guy Barker. Guy will probably be known to jazz fans as one of the leading trumpet players uh, in the world, really. He's ex-UK, of course, but he will not be burnishing his horn for this concert. Instead, he'll be directing the whole thing from the podium. But I thought uh, we should at least hear some of his playing, so I've gone back to his very first recording as a leader. The album was called Holly J, and uh, I've chosen a track which, by some mysterious serendipity, was also recorded by Miles. It never entered my mind. Guy barker accompanied by jason rubello on the piano chris lawrence and clark tracy mm. bass and drums that was it never entered my mind recorded in 2005. Mm. well i spoke briefly to guy about the upcoming concert at the national concert hall in dublin i'll give full details of the event a little later in the show by the way and obviously one of the key questions about presenting kind of blue in orchestral form is Why? Um, Guy had had the same question when, um, and it was the BBC, they asked him to think about doing it. And his feeling was that so much of the music in it was improvised, it would be a near impossibility. But he told the man at the Beeb that he'd think about it. And as an aside, I should mention Guy telling me the story that as he left the office at the BBC, the commissioning editor said, by the way, we will pay you which is, uh, is a remark that makes any musician sit up and take notice, of course. But it wasn't until he was working with Gil Evans, more about him later, that uh, he was shown by Gil the presumed improvised piano intro to Kind of Blue in Miles' own writing as a composed piece that he began to think about giving it a shot. So the presentation of Kind of Blue by the BBC Concert Orchestra at the Royal Albert Hall under Guy's direction was a triumph and it gathered lots of critical acclaim and it's that package that's coming to Dublin at the end of May. Well, I just mentioned Gil Evans, not to be confused with Bill, who was associated with Miles Davis over many, many years and by the time of Kind of Blue uh, he'd had an enduring influence already on both Miles himself and indeed on the whole direction of orchestral jazz, which is still evident today. Um, Miles ahead, uh, later Porgy and Bess, of course, were two cooperations with Miles himself. There are currently no recordings, alas, of Guy Barker's arrangements of Kind of Blue, but we can kind of set the scene by listening to some Gil Evans. Um, And many of you be familiar with Gill arrangements for Miles and the previous album, which was called Miles Ahead. This is from that, it's called The Maids of Cadiz. <laughs> for the strange ending there that's because George Avakian the producer of the Miles Ahead album in his wisdom decided that the pieces should run uh, consecutively so he kind of edited them all together which does mean that when you take a single track uh, you sometimes end up with a strange bump at the end that was recorded just two years earlier than uh, Kind of Blue it was very clear by then that Miles Davis intended to plough a very different furrow to that of his contemporaries and his association with Gil Evans going back right to the birth of the cool recordings which included Jerry Mulligan incidentally back in the late 1940s it was Mulligan who said of Gil Evans he's the one arranger who can really notate a thing the way a soloist would blow it and perhaps that was the key to the engagement of Guy Barker in this project because uh, he got that surprise when he was shown Miles his own writing to a, what he had always assumed was a Bill Evans solo on so what well I really uh, don't need an excuse to play some more Miles and Gil Evans do I uh, this is a so Again from the Miles Ahead album uh, with that glorious 18-piece orchestra. Here's Kurt Vile's My Ship. <laughs> And that was my ship from the 1957 collaboration between Miles Davis and Gil Evans, played here to try to give you some idea of the sort of orchestration that you might expect from the RTE Concert Orchestra on May 30th. Well, I promised you details of the concert in case you'd like to get down to the NCH yourself. As of the beginning of May, I can tell you that tickets are selling very well, so you may need to move fast. The concert uh, is by the RTE Concert Orchestra, as, as I said, under the musical direction of Guy Barker. And the concert will include the first performance of a saxophone concerto by David Heath with Jared McChrystal as the sax soloist. And it will include a new piece by Guy Barker celebrating one of the great jazz record labels, the Impulse label. So think Charles Mingus, think Oliver Nelson. And then it will be the 40 or 50-odd minutes of Kinda Blue. Soloists coming over from the UK uh, with Guy Barker are Martin Shaw and Nathan Bray on trumpets and Nicol Thompson on the trombone. And all that promises uh, quite an evening of orchestral jazz. The idea, of course, of orchestral jazz was not, it must be said, a new idea in the 1950s. Famously, the uh, uber-popular band leader Paul Whiteman had presented a Carnegie Hall concert which had the newly commissioned piece uh, Rhapsody in Blue back in 1928. That was an attempt to draw people into the jazz fold uh, and try to make it respectable if perhaps that's the right word Indeed, Gil Evans uh, who talked about, who we talked about earlier he worked with one of the most popular proponents of a semi-orchestral jazz, a big band uh, under the direction of Claude Thornhill back in the 1940s So I thought we might indulge ourselves with not one but two pieces that were orchestrated for Thornhill by Gil Evans for what was basically a big band with a flute and piccolo section added. Both pieces were recorded in the original arrangements by Ryan Truesdell a couple of years ago, and both generate a wonderful mood. So let's hear them back to back. First is How About You? And the second is Who'll Buy My Violets? Oh, how good were they? 2012 recordings of 1940s arrangements. Well, in the matter of the first of those marvellous pieces, Bob Brookmeyer himself, uh, no stranger to great arrangements, and uh, a great trombonist, of course, he nominated uh, that one, How how About You?, as one of his favourite arrangements, and said, uh, because it was quite complex, and I should say perhaps that that he did spend a bit of time in the Claude Thornhill Band when he was a young musician, it It was quite complex and very hard to play, and as a result, Thornhill tended to call for it towards the end of a concert because it kept the band on its toes. Well, as a closer in Hotbox 43, I thought we might wander back to where we started, as it were, celebrating 60 years of Miles Davis' Kind of Blue on the one hand and celebrating Guy Barker with the RTE Concert Orchestra at the NCH on May 30th on the other. So um, the whole album's worth of music... Is to be orchestrated for that concert, but we haven't got the recording of that. We do have the original, so here's the original all blues. And once again, I've dug up a bit of studio sound that preceded the actual take back 60 years ago. Thank you. blues there, bringing us to an ultra cool exit from the coolest hotbox 43rd edition. In case you need reminding, the band was Miles Davis on the trumpet, John Coltrane on tenor, Julian Cannonball Adderley on alto, Bill Evans the pianist, Paul Chambers bass and Jimmy Cobb on the drums. He's the only one of that aggregation that's still alive today. Interestingly, both Bill Evans and particularly Paul Chambers remarked uh, in, con- in the context of that particular track how extremely hard it was to play, mainly because both of them were re- repeating a figure the whole time. And Paul Chambers said he ended up literally in a sweat uh, because he was repeating the bass figure all the way through. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this show as much as I have putting it together. It's a fact that when you uh, have music that becomes kind of iconic, as that does, one tends to forget to go on listening to it, which is terrible, really. We've put that right anyway. If you have been, thanks for listening.